0: Hey everyone, it's Tony Schiavone. StarCast was incredible. Did you go? Maybe you did, and you didn't get to see everything you wanted to see. Or maybe you missed it, and there's that one part that you wanted to be a part of. Well, we've got great news for you. It's StarCast a la carte. Yes! StarCast a la carte. Starting at just $4.99, you can see a program you missed, or maybe one that you wanted to see again. Hey, Conrad and I had a blast bringing What Happened When to Starcast. And who knew that I could sing that well? Or who knew what really happened between Tommy Young and the Barbarian? To be a part of an event that will be talked about for years to come, go to fight.tv and check out all the shows that you can order, all a la carte. Once again, go to fight.tv. Prices start at only $4.99. And thanks very much for being a slapdick. And thanks very much for your great response to StarCast in Chicago during All-In Weekend.
1: Today's episode of What Happened When? is brought to you by SaveK.com. If you're a renter, I've got a question for you. After all of those payments, what have you got to show for it? I mean, if you could buy a house for roughly what you're paying in rent, why wouldn't you? SafeKate.com makes this process fast and easy. You don't need perfect credit. Even credit scores in the 500s will qualify. But maybe best of all, you don't need any money out of pocket. You couldn't even go find an apartment that cheap. You'd have to pay your first month's rent, your last month's rent, and a security deposit. But you get a great tax deduction. You see, all the mortgage interest you pay, you get a check back at the end of the year for. What do you get back for your rent? Nothing. You know what else you don't get? Any appreciation. You see, right now, home values are on the rise. Your landlord is going to be worth more next year than he is this year, and you're helping him pay it off. Why don't you pay something off for your family? Why don't you experience that appreciation and grow your wealth? Why don't you get that big tax deduction? First Family can make it happen for you right now at SaveK.com. You don't need perfect credit. You don't need money out of your pocket. So, what are you waiting for? Find out how easy it is to own your very own home right now at SaveK.com. That's S A V E C A D E.com. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lender.
2: So five NWA TV title, Cajun army, the bunkhouse stampede, Flair and Horseman, Garvin, Bogie Magnum, Dusty, Express, Tag Team, Turner, Barton, Mid-South, Joy World Championship Wrestling. Talking about the great years of World Championship Wrestling, the NWA and Jim Crockett Promotions. Tony and friends thought they'd win. Look, Giovanni's back again. World title
3: split. Center Stage, Bischoff, Disney, Hogan, and Nitro, New
2: World Order, and The Crow, Thunder Russo, Arquette Champ, Vinnie Matt, Simulcast, Tony's back, with Conrad, not your classy podcast, watch along, try not to laugh, Lois rules, cat back. this wasn't the initial plan, Tom's like, he's a good looking man, quad like Bill, make a chair, come over here!
1: Hey, it's Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to What Happened When? Monday on the MLW Radio Network. I guess it's only Monday if you're here on Patron. Otherwise, it's Wednesday. Tony Schiavone, what's going on with you, man? How are you? Conrad, it's good to be with you. And as always, uh, it's good to be sitting
0: in the Conradison, because that's where we're doing our broadcast from today. I'm I'm excited about being in
1: Huntsville, Alabama. It's been a long time. Yeah, it has. I'm glad you're back, and... We, had, we got in a routine of doing this pretty uh, regularly, and then you got big time on me. and uh, But thankfully— Well, I've got a job. You know, I've got things I've got to do. Uh, yeah, I've got
0: a, a job. No, I think you've got a thousand jobs. Well, okay, I've got a thousand jobs. And it just so happened to work out that I'm driving around this weekend in, uh, in SEC country, and so I thought I could stop by after— The Lord's country. Yeah, I would agree with that.
1: So let me ask, though, uh, how many of these jobs do you think you'll have after this coming weekend? Mm. It's a real question.
0: Yeah, I know it's a real good question. That's why I'm going to wear a disguise.
1: You know, I'm glad you brought that up because I've been doing a little bit of research, and Uh I found that if you really want to go all out this weekend in Las Vegas, what you need to do is go to the wrestling section of mustacheparlor.com. This is real. You can use the creator wrestler order form, upload a picture, and receive your gimmick in just two days. Now everybody else can use this for Halloween. So if you're not sure what to do this Halloween for your all your fun costume parties, well, you just go to the wrestling section of MustacheParlor.com, and you can be transformed into your favorite wrestler or a wrestling legend or whatever you're looking for. And it can be done by a Hollywood journeyman barber. Now, all you need to do is go check out mustacheparlor.com, And I want to just let you know, this is super legit. It's owned by a third generation barber and a wig maker, wig maker yeah. with credits from Disney universal, ABC, CBS, AMC, Netflix, Broadway tours, the whole deal. And these mustaches, by the way, they're human hair, they're handmade, and you can even call or email for a free consultation. And their slogan is if you can't grow one, then you should buy one. But what I'm suggesting, Tony, is that we use a gimmick for you from Mustache Parlor this weekend in Las Vegas. That way you can get into all the shenanigans, we can hit up all the shoe shows, and you have plausible deniability.
0: Yeah, but I'll be next to you. And don't think you're not famous now.
1: No, I am not famous. Oh, yes, you are. But here's my, my concern. Every shirt I've ever seen you wear literally says Jim Crockett Promotions. Gwinnett Braves, University of Georgia, what happened when? Like, you're going to have to un gimmick yourself for right. one weekend. Right. Okay. And if you could just wear like normal human clothes and then this fake mustache mm-hmm. from mustacheparlor.com, right. I think you're good to go. Well, let me
0: ask you this. Uh, if I want to dress, uh, if I want mustacheparlor.com to maybe look like Hulk Hogan and his mustache, they can do that.
1: I don't know that that's the look you should go for. Okay. But yes, brother. They could probably make that happen. All right.
0: So maybe I'll wear like a do rag. Uh, Okay. Okay.
1: I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah.
0: Little blonde mustache. Why don't you
1: get like a fanny pack? Yeah. And some Zubaz. Okay. And a wrestler stash. Go to the shoe show. Right. They may think you're the godfather, just let you ride in. Okay. (laughs) Right? Exactly. You just got to tan a little. But okay. other than that, you should be good. Now, we're doing something fun today. We're going to go back and revisit some old Crockett. And we're really upon the 30-year anniversary of a fun television show. And um, we're going to go back all the way to September 24th, 1988. If you're on Patron, then you're listening to this on the exact 30-year anniversary of this show. And what's most notable about this, at least to me... As man, you guys are coughing on roller skates here in Jim Crockett Promotions. to borrow a term from you. You're just a couple of weeks away from being done, and this is right before the Turner sale, right? It's right before the Turner sale, and of course, it's in the midst of all of
0: us knowing that we're going to be sold to Turner. And what I remember vividly about this month was I wasn't sure I had a job. I mean... Look, as you know, companies get sold all the time, and you never know if the new company and the new boss is going to like you or what. So I was, I was very concerned about my job at this time because I'm thinking, well, if Turner buys it, maybe they're going to want to start fresh and have new faces. And, and I was very concerned about it. So this was, a, this was a very, very tough
1: time for all of us, really. If you were thinking they needed some fresh faces, it's too bad MustacheParlor.com wasn't around back then. You could have came in in disguise, right. called yourself Antony, Right And maybe they would have uh, Anthony Skiavon Right And maybe he could have got a gig Right So you never know Fire up your WWE Mm -hmm. Network I feel like we should Are we going to like Try to teleport Lois here Is she in the basement Is she rooting around My drawers Uh, right now She's always rooting around But I think we can find her Okay Okay. Uh, Let's bring in Lois
0: Lois are you downstairs
2: Attention Kmart shoppers And all the ships at sea This is your countdown Are you ready are you ready? Three, two, one, hit play.
0: We begin this edition of WCW, or World Championship Wrestling, with Ivan Koloff. Is that Butch Reed?
1: That no. He just, it's no. not? No. The Russian bear, Ivan Koloff. One of the real great men in our sport, Conrad. Yeah, it's a shame that we lost him just a couple of years ago, and I think a lot of people really sort of forget, especially my age. I mean... I was never really around as a wrestling fan when he was a big deal. But even here, he's probably a little past his prime. But back in the day, you're talking about a former WWF champion. Sure, absolutely.
0: And now we got Paul Jones and the quote unquote Russian assassins. They're trying to turn Ivan and Nikita babyface.
1: Which I absolutely hate. You know, we've already got Russians. We don't need new fake Russians under hoods. Right. But that's what they're trying to do. Nikita has a ton of charisma. They're trying to turn him here. It didn't really work for me. I always preferred Nikita as a bad guy, but also preferred Nikita bald, not this flat-top Nikita. What say no, you? No question. Nikita Kolov was – and, you know,
0: there was talk about this backstage a lot, that they, had, that they being Dusty, had taken Nikita Koloff and taken this super heel and turned him in just to a, another, I don't know, short-haired baby face.
1: And a lot of people would probably argue that they made him a short-haired baby face, they being Dusty, because they wanted to rub, you know, because they did that superpowers tag team thing for a minute. Right. Where it was America and Russia together, and he was the American dream and the Russian nightmare. right? There you go. And now, all these years later, we've got not the Russian nightmare and the American dream, but we've got the American nightmare with Cody Rhodes. How about that? How about that? And here's our uh,
0: WCW Saturday Night Open and, of course, this is, again, a three-man team with Jim Ross, yours truly, and David Crock manning the Microphone. It was a
1: little crowded.
0: Yeah, it was very crowded. I think I've mentioned this before. David didn't like this.
1: He uh, didn't like it and felt like it was forced upon him because of the deal that his brother had to cut with uh, Watts. Right. You know, it's, it's funny that J.R., who allegedly negotiated that deal, made sure as part of the deal he kept a gig on TV, right? Well, he
0: was, J.R. was a shrewd negotiator. He really was. I mean, Jr. could talk your pants off, and he was great at it. And it, I think, uh, you like that mustache I got? It looks like I'm bursting out of my jacket there.
1: I feel like that is a mustache you can pick up right now at Mustache. Musta-
0: what about David Crockett's mustache? Notice how David has kind of separated himself from us. J.R. is pushed right up against me. Always had that pocket square in. But David's kind of over on the right there.
1: I feel bit. like David runs a country club right here. Like <laughs> he, he definitely is like the chairman of the board for some country club and meanwhile good old jr he's got a deal for you on some term life insurance <laughs> well it was quite a crew there and of course
0: now we're talking in uh, as you said september 24th i can't believe it's 30 years old yeah man i, I just cannot believe it's hard it's to believe years.
1: that dude right there is 30 years younger than you are right now <laughs> it is but i had a nice looking hair my hair's thinned out quite a bit and that concerns me. Well, I mean, that's the only thing I need to stand out, really.
0: <laughs> exactly. Well, I've lost, I've lost 40 pounds now. Not
1: since this video. No, not since
0: this one. Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I still got the tie. Probably still got no, the no, shirt. No, you don't. Oh, you yes, kept, I do. You kept all this shit? Oh, yeah, I got, I've got that tie. Okay, the road warrior's going to face the menace number one and menace number two. What the fuck <laughs> is this? You know what I
1: mean? Menace. It's no wonder you guys went out of business, by the way.
0: Menace one and menace two. Who named these fuckers? I guess
1: Dusty did. Holy shit-a-moly. Probably, yeah. I mean, it had to be. It had to be. Yeah, menace. And there's... and Real question, when J.J. left, who sort of helped Dusty? Like, I know that J.J. was sort of like Dusty's... For lack of a better word, I don't mean this disparaging. He was like his assistant. Like, he right. kept all the notes straight and kept right. the booking sheet straight. So, Dusty was sort of a, a broad-strokes, big-picture guy. The finer details, he really left up to J.J. Right. When J.J. leaves and J.J. goes north and he goes to work for Vince McMahon... Who sort of assumes that role? Well, when JJ went north, I went north too. So I was okay. right,
0: I was right behind him. Uh, Jody Hamilton, Kevin Sullivan, okay, were kind of his right hand men.
1: Doomsday Device. Wow, that was fast, yep. quick, and dirty, like a Road Warriors match should be.
0: Yep, uh, and of course David Crockett manned the microphones, and as as you can see, we're live to tape right now, so we're we'll waiting. <laughs> By the way, let me just tell you. Um, Look at look at Hawk. I mean, look at Animal. He's blown up three minutes to match. He's all blown up.
1: This Road Warrior Animal haircut, mm-hmm. the the Mohawk down the middle, but mm-hmm. then like, what would you call that over the years? <laughs> Is that the Tyline Buck over the years? <laughs> I think that's the Tyline. Buck. said uh, that. Over yeah, there. he's
0: got a landing strip over both ears. You're right. I'm just saying. Okay. You're, by the
1: way, uh, you know, Animal switched it up a lot on face paint, but mm-hmm. for my money, Hawk always had the cooler face paint.
0: Yeah, because he had that. Down on below one eye and above the other eye. I, I think it's cool. I do too. Well, Hulk was cool, and of course we know Joe Lauren But by the way, who was mistaken for Spider Man at Wrigley Field? We understand around Starcast time. Which I, I was told he
1: was, was called uh, Spider Boy, huh? Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Well, yeah, basically every name but roadwear Animal. Right. Which I feel bad about. I still blame Dave Hancock for that.
0: Well, you should. I mean, what, what Dave Hancock. Super Cubs mark, right? Super mark.
1: Yeah. It was my bad. It was a all rookie right. mistake. Yeah.
0: And you kept saying to me, you need to come to the Cubs game. You need to come to the Cubs game. And I said, no, I'm doing
1: not doing that. Thank God I stepped away from that one. No, you were wiser than me. I put all my faith in Dave Hancock. Mm-hmm. And at least Dave got Cubs jerseys. It turns out that was the motivation. That was the motivation. Let's get Dave on the field. Let's right. get Dave tickets. Let's right. get Dave a contact at the Cubs. Let's get Dave a jersey. Right. And then everybody, I mean, by everybody, I mean Dave. Right. Happy. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that was, that was crazy.
1: Paul Ellering, of course, has been, had been doing some things, I guess, with NXT recently. Yeah. He was uh, managing the Authors of Pain uh, up until recently. And mm-hmm. they've recently made a switch. And now that is uh, the former Spud from TNA. I think his name now is Drake Maverick. Right, right. But he was a very talented young man. And I think he listens to our podcast. So okay, Drake, appreciate you listening, Drake. And, uh, you know, there's rumor and innuendo as we're watching this NWA show from way back when, that you might be making a return to the National Wrestling Alliance coming up next month. Well, that's right. Uh, In Nashville, Tennessee.
0: uh, I'm going to be calling the, I guess, the rematch between Cody and Nick for the NWA title. And I'm doing this for two reasons. My love of, of Cody Rhodes and the Rhodes family. That's number one. And number two, because there's a certain part of me that will always be N.W.A. There really is. I mean, I of grew course. up watching N.W.A. That's what I started doing N.W.A. Uh, to me, and this was around the time of this, too. The N.W.A. by this time in 1988 was basically gone. Sure. It was Jim Crockett. That's what it was. And he kind of took it over. And to me, there was always a part of me that loved the old promoters in every territory and the NWA champ would go to every territory you know when Harley Race would come to the Carolinas that was a big deal back then when Jack Briscoe would come to the Carolinas that was a big deal so there's a part of me that's always been the NWA so that's why I'm I'm pretty excited about being a part of this event
1: it's the 70th anniversary of the NWA and it's going down October 21st in Nashville at the fairgrounds where you probably saw TNA for years and years and years but it's been a staple in that wrestling town in Nashville for many, many years. So, if you haven't already, check out nwa70.com. You'll get all your information on how you can meet Tony there. Uh, they've got some some fun things there planned for meet and greets, plus uh, what should be a fun night at the matches with a world title rematch. Cody Rhodes and his first rematch with Nick Aldis. Obviously, the rematch from All In, where Cody Rhodes became the first second-generation NWA world champion. And... There's rumor and innuendo Uh that there's going to be a debuting national title there. And so they're bringing back the old school national title, which was sort of fun. Right. And um, I mean, I guess we'll see. But I've heard some rumor and innuendo about other surprises. And if any of that stuff comes to fruition, I think you and other old school NWA fans are going to be really excited with what they're doing that
0: day. I'm excited about that because the national heavyweight title was a big deal. And then when Jim Crockett Promotions took over WCW, there was a they had a national heavyweight title, and they kind of phased it out in favor of the U.S. heavyweight championship.
1: Which, w, which the WWE is sort of claiming now. Right. So right. I understand why they would pivot and call this one national. But it still should be awesome, and I'm really looking forward to it. I won't be able to be there. I'll be at Kowloon's with Bruce uh, doing a show in Boston that night. But what we're going to do instead is I'm going to fire it up on the Fight TV app. You can actually watch this show. Okay. So if you'd like to hear Tony call that match, uh, the NWA World Title match, then you can check it out on your Fight TV app or anywhere you have a web browser. Fight TV. And we just saw Barry Windham just run through yet another masked enhancement talent. Right. So we've seen a few of those so far, and we Isn't got that? our four horsemen graphic, and yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah, and he's got he's uh, I, David. Who was
1: a pretty shrewd guy, you know, business-wise, I always thought,
0: uh, is actually going to stick the microphone in front of J.J., which is not a good business move.
1: J.J., by the way, is going to be at the 70th anniversary of NWS show. Is he really? Yeah. So you get to be reunited with him, and if you're having some trouble sleeping, you just call him on the phone. Yeah. I saw J.J. at StarCast. He hasn't changed
0: much from right there, has he? You
1: know what's, that's what's so crazy. I know we've yeah. talked about this. There's a handful of guys who just look to be the same age forever. Yes. And J.J. Dillon here, we're looking at him 30 years ago. We mm-hmm. just saw him a couple of weeks ago. Right. Same time. Same guy. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well. It, it's funny to think about the idea that everybody in this company at this point knows two years ago we could do no wrong. Right. We were making more money than ever before. Exactly, Paychecks are bigger. Payoffs are bigger. Towns are bigger. Gates are bigger. Pay-per-view is here. It's just insane the the amount of money that this company generated in 86, relative to almost every other year. Right. 84 was a record year. 85 beat it. Uh, 86 was the best year ever. 87, it takes a little bit of a dip. And by the time anybody realizes that they need to pull the nose up in 88, it's too late.
0: Yeah, I, I
1: think it's, it's odd that you would use the, the term
0: pull the nose up. That makes me think of the two airplanes that we had, which sucked all of our money
1: Absolutely. out of us. You know, and that's what's weird is, and I think a lot of business owners probably fall into this. They just get used to winning, for lack of a better word, for right. so long that they're just really managing the top line. Mm-hmm. And so you're used to seeing the same amount of money come in, and you don't ever really make any cuts through the middle. And as your top line dips a little bit, you still want to be positive because your win is so fresh in your mind. It was just two years ago. It was just right. eighteen months ago. It was just right. a year ago. Whatever it was. Right. If you're not careful and you don't thin out that in the middle, that bottom line is going from black to red in a hurry. And that's what happened with Jim Crockett Promotions.
0: There's no question about it. Now, the old story is is that uh, Jim went to his controller and said, how are we doing? He said, we're broke. And, I mean, that's... I don't know if that's true or not, but that's the story we always heard, that David Johnson said, we're broke. And Jimmy said, what? Didn't you know before then? I mean, you know, we got this office, we got all
1: these employees you didn't know before then? And here comes Sting, baby. Woo! You talk about a green Sting. I guess we should remind everybody that... Uh, WrestleMania was earlier this year of course In 1988 and head to head with it You guys created Clash of the Champions So even in a time when Business is down Dusty is still Geniusing and he put Sting this young upstart that they Acquired from the UWF who's probably Got the biggest upside of everybody That they got from the UWF Besides maybe Jim Ross of course we know That he's going to go on to be a Hall of Famer But those are really the two big Acquisitions Um And you you, you put him on top in a featured spot. And now just six months later, he's one of your top guys, but he's still pretty damn green. He's green as far as wrestle work is concerned. But I
0: I think he's got a great charisma that the fans kind of draw to.
1: Isn't it amazing, though, that some guys just have charisma where the charisma isn't really based around the promo. And what I mean is, like, whenever Ric Flair came out, yeah, he was exciting and he was fun and he had a swagger about him. But it was the words he said that you really hung on. Right. Whereas Sting has this innate charisma, but nobody can really tell you their favorite Sting promo as far as words. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that people don't remember. Oh, the only thing that's for sure about Sting is nothing's for sure. Okay, I get it. But most of the time, it's just beat my chest and yell. Well, that was the old Sting. And I think if you take a look at Sting
0: throughout the years, I think the most charisma Sting had was when he said nothing.
1: Isn't, it's just so fascinating to me, though, that sometimes it's one of those deals. It's almost like the English language sometimes where sometimes you pronounce it this word and some, you know, this way and sometimes it's other. So is it read or read or whatever? Right. I mean, it's the right. same, but right. it's different. Well, I think it's sort of the same thing with wrestling sometimes because you say, oh, this guy couldn't get over because he couldn't talk. And then we say, oh, no, this guy got over without talking. Right. It's like, well, what the fuck? Right. It can't be both ways, but it is. Yes, it is. Yeah, Absolutely. Just
0: shows you how fickle the business always has been and how fickle the fans are. Speaking of uh,
1: Hall of Famers, take a look at that Hall of Fame referee there, would you? Yeah, it's funny because we watched a little bit of this show before we clicked record just to sort of familiarize ourselves with it. And I was like, isn't it a crazy world to think that of all the talent in the ring here in a little while that the Mm -hmm. only person who's in the Hall of Fame is the referee. And here's Sting putting on the Scorpion Deathlock, which I guess at that time was still probably... No, yeah, it was a scorpion deathlock here. Yep. He probably was using it before Brett. Right. Here's what's what's fun about this. When we watched this earlier, Sting is getting directions from the cameraman. And is clearly very frustrated because they're trying to tell him which camera to talk to. right? And he, and he just calls it out and says, don't tell me what camera to look at. I'll look at whatever camera I want to. And if I want to, I'll just look at the ground. It won't be very fun, but I'll just do it. I do what I want. And I don't know why, but the idea that he's just doing that on live, live TV, and he's right. doing it because he's nervous. Right, right. And he's not exactly sure what to say, but he just knows he's supposed to be exciting. Right.
0: Well, take a keep in mind that, I would think on, and there was Tommy, Tommy Edwards, our director, was behind all of this. I'll look at the ground if I want to. There he is right there yeah. talking about it. Uh, but I'm not so sure the UWF guys were that uh, educated with how many cameras we had at TBS. We had three cameras that would, would zoom in on him. You know, one would be a two-shot, one would be a one-shot. And
1: back then, nobody did a walkthrough. It was just go out there and do it. Go out and do it. Which Absolutely. is just, I mean, when you really think about it, like, who produces television though At that time, I don't know, they say, oh, that was common in wrestling. But this, you know, when you're talking about the TBS product here, this is a television product. This is not just wrestling. This right. is just a TV show now. Right. There's not another show on air that doesn't tell the performers, now, you'll look at this camera. Right. you look at that camera. Right. But here it's just you got three minutes, baby. Hit him with your finish, and right. then do a promo. Exactly. That's, that's it. That's what it was. That's exactly
0: like Jim need to button in his coat there. No, uh, I mean
1: we're talking about buttoning the coat. And look at the set; it's just banged up from travel and <laughs> transport. And yeah, right. there's no costume or set, or I mean, no. nobody working on anything. How would you describe Jim Cornette's attire here? Well, it looks
0: like kind of Willy Wonkish. He's got oh, he's bringing in the Midnight Express. He Had Sansa belts on, yes, purple shirt, red tie. I mean, that's right out of Willy Wonka, right?
1: How about those uh blue NWA tag team titles? Right, we wow. saw those recently at StarCast, yeah. You know, uh, well, here I am in Huntsville,
0: Alabama, and there's one of Huntsville's favorite sons besides Conrad Thompson, uh, beautiful Bobby Eaton,
1: uh, who also has what they got the. The U.S. tag belts. And the world tag belts. And the world tag belts. The U.S. tag belts are actually with a private collector down in Florida now, I believe. Uh, and those are... I've always been a fan of the colored straps. Yeah. Now, these days, I think people really sort of shit on the WWE for doing, you know, like a lot of the belts. Like for the women, for instance. They're white belts. White but belts. It's black. I mean, it's red or blue right. behind the main logo. And I think a lot of fans really get down on it. But back here in this era, man, I thought that was awesome that you had blue and and red belts. That's yeah. cool. Oh, by the way, uh, that's one of the members
0: of the Cruel Connection, I do believe, who's got the, uh, the Key Lime Green uh, mask on and everything. That's
1: true. They said Cruel Connection and, and whoever this other guy is. By the way, this dude is the most jacked-up enhancement guy ever. Uh, you know, what's fascinating to me about this is How is this guy an enhancement talent, and somehow Lex Luger is the top guy? Is it just the height? I I mean, seriously, what else is the difference?
0: You know who that looks like to me? Am I wrong? That almost looks like Chip the Firebreaker. Remember Chip the Firebreaker? Uh,
1: Firebreaker Chip.
0: Firebreaker Chip. Okay. That almost kind of looks like him.
1: But he was jacked up, wasn't he? Dude, this dude is like jacked to the gills. Holy shit. I mean, this is 1988, and he hasn't had a carb since 68. (laughs)
0: Absolutely.
1: Oh, God. Meanwhile, Bobby Eaton's
2: like, look at this Mark not eating carbs. Give me some tater <laughs> chips, Jimmy. And get the belts.
1: It just goes to show you, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes wrestling talent's wrestling talent. It doesn't matter.
0: Yes, it, you're exactly right. Wow. Uh, a lot of great things happened in that old studio. And, it, it, you know, you know what's funny about all this, Conrad, and you you touched on it earlier, uh, how exciting we were April of 1985 when we first came on how exciting it was to go to that place every Saturday and do that live, the tape. And now here in 1988, it was like a chore.
1: Do you think that's just, you know, is it really just that the business is cyclical? Was the creative shitty? Was it, um, I mean, what do you think? What do you think changed? Had America just sort of burned out on wrestling? I no, I don't, I don't, I, I think you have to, as,
0: as a guy who runs wrestling has to, has to change with it. I just think that we tried to take on Vince. And there was no way a mom-and-pop's organization, as much as I love the Crockett's, and I always will and always do, there was no way they could stay with, with Vince McMahon. He could outspend them.
1: You know Something I saw this week, do you watch the uh, 10 pounds of gold that Dave Lagana puts out for the NWA on YouTube every week?
0: I've not seen that.
1: You should. I need to start watching. You would love it. Okay. Uh, but they did an interview with Cody Rhodes, and they talked about Uh, Obviously, you know his dad's legacy with the NWA and all that. But he talked about how, you know, he his dad went head to head with WWE and they lost, Mm -hmm. of course. And he says something I thought was really interesting in that everybody has their own opinion of that, and everybody knows that, but he can't really describe how it feels to be the son of the general of the losing army. And I thought that was really something that articulates in a way that maybe I hadn't really thought of before why he maybe has this chip on his shoulder that even he can't really describe. Right. Because he knows that his dad put his heart and soul and everything, not only from his profession, but his family and everything into going head to head with WWE and lost. And in the end wound up working there. So the sense of pride, it must've been for him to say, fuck this. I'm out of here. Right and now make it on his own right and as the nwa champion it's like out of a movie yeah yeah it, that's
0: that it, that even makes me think of of this and in the in the very end he lost right? i guess we can say we got winners and losers right because one's in lost, and yeah. one's and one's not yeah but he won for a period of time well i mean I he became know. relevant and we became relevant because of the of nothing else because of Dusty Rose creativity So he was
1: winning at one time I don't know that he was ever winning He was never And this is worth mentioning too I talk about this all the time with Bruce When we're discussing the Monday Night Wars Nitro may have been winning like They, they may have went on like a six week run In 1998 Where you guys were winning the ratings But WWE Is generating more cash In that six weeks Than they have in any other six week period just saying in terms of number of sellouts, number of tickets sold, amount of merchandise sold, all your revenue line items would say, this is the best six weeks, or the best 30-day period, we'll say, this is the best month we've ever had, like as long as Bruce has been there. However, if you look at this one metric, well, Nitro beat us in the ratings. So on some level, okay, maybe you're losing, but you're making more money than ever, that ain't losing. right? And so maybe Dusty... Was winning compared to every other NWA year. Mm -hmm. But somebody was having a better year. Even Dusty's best years, you know, WrestleMania rolled around in 85 and they were off to the races. So nobody could really compete with that. Right. But 87, I do feel like with with WrestleMania 3 becoming the big thing. And then they decided to create Survivor Series to squash Starcade because that was certainly the plan. Starcade 87 was going to be what Dusty sort of hung his hat on. It didn't work out. And then they rolled the dice on this UWF gamble, got two in debt, couldn't service the debt, ticket sales slid, and before you know it, we're screwed. But it's just, it is fascinating to me that Cody component of. Maybe that's why he has the chip on his shoulder, and maybe that's why he feels like he's got something to prove and why that rematch is so important. Yeah, that that all makes sense. And, and the fact is
0: that, you know, Cody went up there and they, they tried to give him a gimmick. Uh, again, I, I go back to the fact that making uh, Dust and gold dust,
1: making Dusty with... with polka dots i want to mention too because i know you weren't watching then cody had a tremendous run before he was ever stardust yes some people argue that but he was intercontinental champion he was a tag champion he never got the world title but not a lot of guys do right and he got a lot of the other belts though along the way and then of course did the stardust thing made the most of it for sure uh became a tag champion there but then ultimately decided eh, that's really it and what i had in mind
0: right absolutely
1: do you think that um, Vince McMahon maybe just this just you freestyling? Tony okay, Scivani, I'm
0: going to freestyle here.
1: Do you think? He, am I going to freestyle myself
0: out of a job here? Of down the road?
1: You said you're not going back anyway. Okay, so anyway, do you, do you think that what in the world is going on here? Yeah, with he's, trying, he's trying to kiss
0: David
2: Crockett.
1: Wow, how about that? <laughs> I knew Corney was into some weird stuff, but wow. wow. So chat me up. Do you yeah. think McMahon has some sort of um, I don't know I wouldn't say vendetta it, 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 It's enjoyable for him To try to humble or embarrass Or humiliate The Reynolds family Because you were just saying oh, yeah. Polka dots, gold right. dust, stardust yeah. Do you think part of him just feels like Even 30 years later Now that he's won the war And it's all dead and gone and yeah. whatever, He still just likes the idea of having it on a string No question
0: Really? And no, there's no question in my mind. He, he loves that because, I mean, w- nobody's going to knock him off now. He's, you know, no, he's yeah. a senior citizen. He's got all the money he'll ever want. He's got the lifestyle he wants. He has won the war, and now he's just fucking around with people. And he was just fucking around with people back then. You know, I, I tell you the story that Bruce said, "We're bringing Dusty on polka dots," and I said, "You're full of shit." He said, "No, we're serious." Yeah. And he, the thing about it is, is that Bruce knew it was fucking silly. But Bruce, being a company guy, tried to sell it as being
4: serious.
1: Well, I'll tell you this, you know, for better or worse, Dusty got it over. Of course he did. And for better or worse, Dustin got Goldust over and is now one of the more iconic characters in the history of the company. No question. And, you know, no matter what anybody says, Cody got over Stardust better than they ever thought he would. Like, when you hear the idea, you think, oh, this is the shits. But then you see Cody's execution of it and you're like, well, he committed, you know, like. Unlike maybe Red Rooster. Right. Well You know, you know what I mean.
0: You can't compare the Terry Taylor to the Rhodes family. But Vince would say the same thing that you're just saying. He said they got him over. Dusty got the polka dots over. Was, and that would be Vince's retort, but I'm still saying He liked to fuck around the Rhodes family.
1: Well, here's somebody everybody likes fucking around with. Mm -hmm. If you haven't watched this promo with the sound on, go back and watch Lex Luger here stumble through this. (laughs) He has no idea what he's talking about. He's talking about Ric Flair and he's saying, you talk about all the cars and all the women and all the homes and all the money and all the things. And you've got all this stuff and you've got so much stuff and you've got all the stuff that people want. And like, your stuff is really, really good. I mean, you have the really good stuff, and I mean, it just goes on and on and on. Where you're like, Jesus Christ, yeah. hold up your thumb and your index finger, and let's get this shit over with. And draw the line for us, which he's drawn
0: about five or six lines with his right hand. There goes another one. There goes another one. Yeah, it was terrible. And, and again, he could not hang with a Ric Flair or a Jim Cornette or a Dusty Rhodes going out there and doing the but Ricky that's Morton. Not, doing that's
1: that not fair. In fairness, no, it's not you fair. Know,
0: but they asked. Well, they would ask him to go out and do that, though. Sure,
1: it's unrealistic. Right. And maybe part of the maybe part of the flaw in Dusty is Dusty maybe gave other people too much credit, meaning maybe Dusty thinks everybody can do what he does. Right. He takes his own talent for granted, right. is what exactly. I mean.
0: You're exactly right. So
1: when you say, "Hey, go do, you know, hey kid, you got 3 minutes, go ahead and with your finish and then do a promo for 90 seconds." He knows what to say for 90 seconds and he may have taken for granted that some of these guys really don't have any fucking idea right what you need them to say so you need to give them some bullet points or whatever by the way this show sucks i just want to tell you okay it's no wonder that you guys are going out of business it's horrible enhancement talent and the fanatics right here are the fantastics <laughs> coming around uh loving on everybody how about that blonde chick with the neck brace on how'd she get that <laughs> neck brace on tony i have no idea but i know what you're trying to infer what that, am I trying to infer? Oh, maybe she got
0: it with one of the guys trying to do a couple of moves with him. Possibly could have oh, been. Oh, I, okay.
1: I didn't know that. I, I thought there might. But, it's but, just why would you ask me that? How would I know? Would, would, why? But it looks like a gimmick. There's a lady in the front row with a with an Andy Kaufman neck brace well, on. Maybe she really wanted to come to wrestling that day. And, and then you could,
2: just start hollering. I don't know anything about that. <laughs>
0: That's, that sounded really guilty there. No, Tommy. there's no guilty. There's no guilty. Look. Going back to what you were saying, if I can quickly change the subject here, going back to what you were saying about uh, this show really sucked, I, I, this show wasn't about the wrestling, Conrad. It wasn't about, and the enhancement talent was terrible. Look at this big guy. He didn't know how to hook up. The wrestling talent was just absolutely horrible. Enhancement talent. But it wasn't about the wrestling. It was about the interviews.
1: Well, I'm with you on that, but even some of the interviews, like that that one we just saw with Lex Luger, was just absolutely brutal. And I don't know what we're exactly selling here. Like, you know, we're not really driving towards a pay per view. We don't. We're not really promoting one coming up. We're saying we got matches here or there. And I think you give some plugs as the uh, Fantastics are coming out about how tickets in the upper deck were available now for the Omni show for five dollars, which really caught me off guard that it's just five bucks. Right. I mean, that's crazy. Wow, I, didn't even, I don't even remember that. Ticket fees are $5 yes, now. Yes, Not sir. the tickets, but yes, the, the fees exactly. are $5 now. Yeah, well, uh, Tommy Rogers no longer with us, lost yeah. him a couple of years ago. Bobby Fulton on the outside, he's still with us, one of Jim Cornette's favorite wrestlers. If mm-hmm. you ever get a chance to see Corny's live stage show, if uh, Fulton is within driving distance, he's coming in and he's got some stories that will entertain you. Bobby Fulton's something else, man. He's
0: got a couple of sons that travel with him all the time now and... Uh, Bobby Fulton was one of those guys you could uh, today and even <laughs> the what fuck? the fuck was that? <laughs> I don't know.
1: We're putting him over and he does that shit. <laughs> Our
0: bad. Love to give Bobby Fulton a lot of shit. I just love to. Wow, look at that guy! He came in one punch. I better. Say. My God, this look. guy
1: looks like Jake the Steak Farm guy. <laughs> oh my God, look how terrible he looks. I should have gave him the memo too. The 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 guys who were squashing you were wearing that color. <laughs> change your shit. Uh-huh. That is the, the worst pretend rocket launcher ever. Of yeah. course, we saw that a lot with the Midnight Express, but at least there they even touched the guys, but not the case here. What do you think of of everybody doing that Fargo Strut? Yeah, Jesus. I mean, that became one of the most relied on crutches in wrestling. Yeah. Jeff Jarrett, Ric Flair, Buddy Landale, obviously uh, the Fantastics, and I think everybody down here assumes that it's, they're all ripping off i don't know
0: okay this was uh now this is a play a little bit on uh, kind of the what we had the hot open you know when we had nikita kolov come out and help uncle ivan so now Nikita is into the ring you know he doesn't even and he's still big here but he doesn't look as big as he used to
1: no because he's not i mean he's clearly um cycled off I, I don't mean to be a know-it-all but you can tell that the dude is just like you said lost a lot of mass right and, um, he doesn't look nearly the same. And I just don't think this Nikita is as interesting or, uh, exciting. Yeah. Uh, I mean, before he was like our Ivan Drago. Right. You know, I don't know. I mean, that, to me, one of the best guy movies of all time is Rocky four and the way they build Ivan Drago as mm-hmm. the ultimate heel. Right. It's just phenomenal. And so whenever I would watch old tapes of Nikita Koloff, I just immediately, oh, it's it's our Ivan Drago. Well, you
0: know, he uh, auditioned for that part.
1: Well, I mean, is it a surprise he didn't get it? Yeah. Have I'm, you heard I'm, his accent? <laughs> well, I mean, if, if he's got.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I get it. But if, if he's got the look, I would think in Hollywood, I would think, okay, this guy's got a lot of time
1: on television. Oh, fuck, dude. Dolph Lundgren looks way, way more legit. Okay. I can't imagine anybody being Ivan Drago but Dolph Lundgren. Like, even Brock Lesnar, I'd be like, nope. I need Dolph. Okay, well. Man, he looks jacked right there. You will, of course. It's weird that um, Nikita is, is somebody who really, I don't think, gets talked about enough in that WWE universe. What do you think that is?
0: McKeith had a lot of heat with a lot of people, man. But
1: why? I mean, I know the horseman hated him because he, he, he didn't want to sort of be one of the boys behind. By the way, you thought the Luger promo was bad. Mm-hmm. This shit right here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. He's all over himself with the worst accent ever. It's almost like when, when he left, he quit taking steroids and speaking Russian.
0: <laughs> so he's trying, to be a, he's trying to be a babyface heel. How you say? He'll do that a lot. How you say, David Crockett, how you say,
2: how you say broke, David Crockett? How you say testosterone, David Crockett? <laughs> I have lost my testosterone. And this company used to pay for my testosterone. But now, Dusty has two planes. I have no testosterone. I am looking for Hulk Hogan's number. I will go up there. I will be your Russian heel. You will squash me, Hulk Hogan. At WrestleMania, WrestleMania Five. No, you do not need Macho Man. No, you need me. I, I will do the job for you. I will hit you with Russian sickle on Brother Love Show. You can come back. You can squash me. I will cut my hair. I will inject steroid needle in asshole. It will be wonderful. We will draw a multiple of money we are drawing here. We recently ran a show on Greensboro. We had uh, 3, four, five, 212 fans. 212 fans, paying fans. Of course, 211 of those, Ricky Morton's kids. Uh, the other one. Uh, well, I cannot say who it was. She is, she is, she is my special lady. Ricky Morton, I do not know how you got in this promo, but when I get up there, I will tell Vince McMahon that you are Macho Man Light. You are Hillbilly Macho Man. You can do top rope moves. You are a very good wrestler. You do hot tags, and you have much better hair than Macho Man. You know it's true, Randy. You have the hair of an orangutan. But Ricky Morton, you have the good hair. I am still talking. This is the longest promo ever. This is a mistake. This is why we are going out of business. Dusty did not give one shit by this point. In the formatting, it just said, go get yourself over. He gave me no time parameter. I just keep talking till they clap, and then I'd stop. Look at him, Tony. Look at him. Tony, look at him. Look at him,
0: Tony. Look at him. Let's go to a break, Tony. Look at him. Yeah, there. Okay, look at him, Tony. Look at him. What the fuck we got here? Straight Talk with the Boss, Magnum TA.
1: Yeah, what do you make of this? You guys were trying to do a little bit of a promo here, and now with another Russian Mm -hmm. uh, back-to-back. But here, we're doing it uh, differently. It's a stand-up in front of a crowd. Mm -hmm. It's what WWF would call chroma key. You guys are doing something a little different right here. You Right. Chat me up about Straight Talk with the Boss.
0: Well, of course, they wanted to continue to use Magnum uh, because... You know, everybody was still, we're talking, two years removed from his terrible accident. They really wanted to use him. We all thought that Magnum was one of the better promos, serious promos. He was a straight talker. And Dusty came up with straight talk with the boss, Magnum TA. And this was kind of based on what we had just seen. Oddly enough, this is kind of from the arena. I don't. I really don't think this is chroma key here. Do
1: you think it's legit? Right.
0: Yeah, I think it's legit. And the reason I think it's legit is they just, they just zoomed in on Ivan right there. And the, and the background didn't change with it. And you see Tommy Young in the background kind of watching what's going on. So this was, kind of, this was done in the same arena where Nikita went in to help Ivan, we saw earlier. And see, they just pulled out there again. And they're not wrestling. They're kind of waiting on the interview to, to be done. So. But anyway, I, I, just, uh, I thought it was good to use Magnum. Uh, and uh, I had no problem with it at all. How do you think he did? did okay.
1: I mean, is this, um, do you think that's what the audience wanted, or do you think this is Dusty looking out and doing a guy solid? Yeah, that's what it was. You know, some people villainize Dusty for taking care of his friends, but in this case, everybody needs to shut the fuck up and give him a pass. This is a guy who gave everything to wrestling and then, you know, nearly lost everything. He did lose, you know, a lot of mobility in his career, and um, the least you could do was try to look out for one of your own.
0: You. You always need to look out for your friends. And if you're if you're a person who doesn't look out for your
1: friends, who the fuck are you? You are not you're not a person to be friends with. Exactly right. So I I don't I don't I don't have a problem with that. Well you know, sour grapes from guys who you know didn't get the push or whatever well, he just pushed his friends or whatever. And it's just Well, how about being his friend? I mean, there's an idea. Yeah, exactly right. I mean, I hate to to be that ridiculous, but if you know that this guy's the decision maker and he's going to take care of guys who are his friends, here's what he's really doing. He's taking care of guys who he can trust and guys he knows he he can do business with. Right. And sometimes that just gets painted with a different shade of ugly. Right. Yeah, well... uh, you know, I,
0: I'm, I'm thinking about what we have seen so far. We have seen in this show, I don't know how long we've gone. We've gone, what, 30, 35 minutes? It feels
1: like about three hours.
0: Okay. It's, but we've, we've seen of this show, percentage-wise, uh, 90% talking and 10% wrestling. And you could even say 90% talking and 10% bad wrestling. Uh, uh, again, you know and I know that back in the day, back in the day of arena shows driving the ship, enhancement matches were what it was all about. It was about the story. It was about the talking.
1: I'm not arguing that at all, but it just, you know, flair was notorious for coming on here and saying that we've got the best performers in wrestling. We've got the biggest stars. We're the big deal, blah, blah, blah. You see the way the talent is presented here. And to me, it's like, eh, I don't know. I still think the bigger stars are on the other
0: channel. Mm, Okay. Dr. Death and Brad Armstrong. Holy taking shit. on Terry
1: Jones and Keith Steinborn. This is exactly what people are looking for. Yeah. I don't know who's in the ring right now with Armstrong, but he has got a sweet Marietta mullet.
0: That's, uh, that's Terry Steinborn, I believe. No, that's K.S. Keith Steinborn. That's who it is. K.S., to make sure you know, was on the ass of his trunks right there. Oh,
1: you're, you're checking out his ass.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, he turned it into the camera. There you see it again. But I, I just, boy, this is mullet city. Look at Dr. Death.
1: I'm okay with his, but seriously, this this K S, he's got a fucking Joe dirt. <laughs> he does. Yeah, he does. It's a Joe Dirt mullet.
0: Yeah, absolutely it is. It's Travis Tritt is what it is. Yeah,
1: well his his mullet is T R O U B L <laughs> E. Hey, so let's talk about um the lady in the neck brace. Do you think <sighs> do you think, for instance, Jerry Lawler gave her a pile driver? Nah, she's too old for that. <laughs>
0: See, what? I'm not, I'm not getting drawn to this shit. What? I'm not getting drawn into the shit that you and Bruce come up with because What are you talking about? Well, you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Okay. Jerry Jarrett. Why why would Jerry Jarrett's name even I said Jerry Lawler. Oh, Jerry Lawler.
1: Yeah, I didn't know Jerry Jarrett. You said I thought you said Jerry Jarrett. Oh well I meant Jerry Lawler. Okay. Jerry Lawler is the one Well, never mind. Okay. All right. I'm I'm not getting I'm
0: gonna get sucked into that shit if That There was Bruce. a little boy with a neck brace on there'd be different. Wow You know we wanted to make Teach
1: him how to strut He'll break (laughs) 6,000 guitars And not draw a goddamn dime Just like I didn't Or my mama Old teeny What He fucking
0: Nothing I I have to like the Jared family
1: Hey let's start a construction company (laughs) That nobody ever hears of And gets banned And nobody does business with Okay I'm not getting into that shit Absolutely. Did you ever read his book? No. He wrote. He wrote two books. Uh, One is actually pretty good. The best of times. Mark James did it, and it's. I mean, I enjoy it. Then there's the other one. Uh huh. And it's about the development of TNA, and I was really excited about it because really, you know, and I know people look back and they laugh at it now, and TNA is a funny ha ha, but after WCW went down it was pretty fucking ballsy that somebody was trying to make a run at being a real number two. Right. WWF is the only game in town. WCW's gone. ECW's gone. This is it. And they tried right up the road here in Nashville to start a new thing. And they ran their first show here in Huntsville. So I was just fascinated with, holy cow, that's a thing. They bought billboards here in Huntsville, did local promos. It looked like it was going to be a big deal. Well, of course we know the story, but, The way the whole thing came together, I thought would be fascinating. And so I got the book and it's a diary of his. And I thought, man, that would be cool. It's like a day to day account of what happened. I talked to this wrestler. I'm trying to bring in that guy. I met with this investor we talked to the pay-per-view company here, but a day by day account of building a company. I thought it'd be fascinating. Not, huh? He talks about, um, what his wife made for lunch and what he wants to eat for supper tomorrow.
0: That's basically it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he was trying to protect the business.
1: No, I mean, there is some business, but it would be like, talk to Scott Steiner today, hope we can work him in. By the way, my wife made the most delicious shrimp boil today. Now, the key to a good shrimp boil is zatarans, And everybody knows that you've got to use three pounds of shrimp for every one and a half packs of zatarans, And you need to let it marinate. And those new potatoes. It's best if you cut them in half and poke holes in the left side, but not the right side. If you fuck around and poke holes in the right side, it's not going to be any good. Trust me. And the corn, you got to drop. So it's like the one line about Steiner. Mm-hmm. And then fucking three paragraphs about Zatarans. And it's like, what, what am I doing with my life? Oh, God. Speaking of what am I doing with my life? Yes. Here's my father in law. Absolutely. This I is just, the fucking weirdest sentence ever in our show. Isn't I know. Right? It's your, your, your father in law. And uh, can I blow your mind? Y- yeah, go ahead. So he called me this morning. Yeah. We're taping this on a Sunday. Right. And he, he's laughing. I said, his answer. I said, hey, what's going on, man? And he starts laughing. And he says, just want to let you know I'm going to go pray for you today. And I said, what? And he says, I got two appearances at a church in Dallas. And I'm going to pray for you. And I said, well, I appreciate that. He's like, but it's after I tell him all the bad stuff. And I said, what do you mean? He's like, well, I'm going to get up there and I'm going to confess to my sins. But I'm going to tell the truth. I'm going to tell him that in the last five years, at least half of my sins fall directly on your shoulders. And that the Lord needs to be with my daughter to to save you from your wicked ways. And it just goes on and on and on about all of my sin. And then at the end, he's playing it straight. Grace. He just dies laughing and says goodbye and hangs up. <laughs> and then my Twitter feed starts blowing up with people taking pictures of him in like this mega church in Dallas. Uh-huh. So it's real. Uh, Flair, two appearances at a church today, a mega church, and apparently talking about Specifically Tony Schiavone What? Yeah, yeah, yeah No, he's not talking about me He told the story What? Well, you know It was down in Orlando of the HJ What? Well,
0: we'll you talk know, about it later Why would somebody go to a church And lie like a motherfucker?
1: <laughs> why? Did you ever consider That maybe I just made it up To get you rolled up? <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. But no, he really did call and yeah. tell me that he was going to tell him the truth about all of our sins. And and he went to he made two
0: appearances at churches in Dallas at a church in at Dallas. A
1: church in Dallas. Yeah, and
0: I'm sure they were paid appearances.
1: I mean, I don't know. I mean, here's the deal. I know that Flair is. I mean, he died and came back to life, right? So who we're talking to these days is zombie Flair, right? But zombie Flair, he like, wears a cross and says his prayers every night and carries a prayer card in his wallet. And what he doesn't drink. No, no Zombie Flair is a different dude I know you haven't hung out with him But like even at his wedding Like They like passed around champagne And he like toasted or whatever But Well I can understand him Not drinking because of his body No, but I'm saying like He thinks this but, is like The new lease on life But prayer card And the cross and all that Yeah, he died, dude Well, okay I know he's he ba- died he's, he's back to life He wants to like Not waste it now So I don't I mean, I, I doubt that the Church thing was even paid I think Flair's just like Hey, I need a big house What's the biggest <laughs> church in America? Now he's on TV here 30 years ago talking about, I got
2: lizard shoes, I got the big Rolex, I got the big
1: gold. I mean, this, he's doing the Jimmy Swagger 30 years ago. Yeah, right. And now it's legit 30 years later.
0: My God.
1: No, it's real. It's, it,
0: just, it blows my mind. It just absolutely blows my
1: mind. I it mean, does. I mean, you know, Vince McMahon used to tell Bruce, hey, uh, this wrestling shit's getting played out. We should do some tent revivals, make some real money. I mean, just saying. Right? Can you imagine? If, right. Well, I'm
0: sure Flair uh, appearing at a church in Dallas helped the collection play considerably today. Sold out, hanging from the rafters. I'm sure they did. Yeah. And I'm, i listen. I know. I know he's got the cross now. He's got the prayer card, and he's zombie By Flair. By the way, I, from the dead, all but, right. He
1: doesn't call himself Zombie Flair. I just made that well, up. Of course. It, but but he. Everything I said though is legitimate. Right. Like, I, yeah, I believe yeah. that. But I also believe that
0: he ain't doing anything for free. Oh, I don't know that. Okay, no, yeah, they paid him. They had to pay him. I, I mean, wouldn't do. I You know, I, I, uh, why you think I, I? Why you think I was active in my church, and
1: I still am. You're on the payroll. No, but I'm, I, I, I read in church. Believe it or not. Well, I mean, help me understand. I mean, okay. doesn't everybody read in church? No, but I mean, I read
0: in, to the to the everybody else. I get up front and read scripture
1: for the priest. Can we get that on Patreon? Uh, you can probably get it on
0: uh, SaintAnne's or whatever. So anyway, I,
1: we need to link that because I think a lot of people, considering the language mm-hmm. and, and foul sorry shit you say on this show, yeah. people would have trouble reconciling that you can also go up there and. Well, yeah, and, and you know there were many
0: times on Sundays that I would go up and I would read uh, a reading from the Book of Romans, and I would read the Scripture, and I would go and I would take my confession. I would take my communion. Now walk out the door, get in my car, go to the radio station, hit record, and you and I would say "fuck everybody," you know. Two hours later, and that's that was my that's my life on Sunday. So um, you're a torn man. <laughs>
1: no, I'm. Y- no, you are
0: Jekyll and no, Hyde. No, Well no. if anybody's a torn man, it's your father-in-law that we they were
1: just looking at. No, he's good now. Well, I'm good. I'm glad for him. I'm absolutely listen. What if you- Serious business. I've known Flair five years. Mm-hmm. Not stepped out on Wendy once. Mm-hmm. Not drinking anymore. Right. Going to church. That's good. Doing the prayer card deal. That's great. Like, that's a different dude. I'm I'm
0: I'm, very, I'm happy for him. I'm happy for him. But you don't buy it? No, I do buy it. It just it just blows my mind. I mean, I just I remember Rick Flair. You know, how many Rolex do you think he bought in his life? At least twenty. Yeah. Okay. And probably ten of those went to girls. And then he'd wake up the next morning and say, what the fuck did I do? I've given away another Rolex.
1: Oh, I've got a great story for you on that off the air. Okay.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, it's just, uh, he was just, there was nobody like him. And This
3: uh, is
1: the match we were watching earlier where I was like, who would have thought with all this talent, Right. Rotunda, now one of the big agents with the company, Kevin Sullivan, one of the architects of Nitro and the NWO, and Rick Steiner, arguably one half of the greatest tag team of all time, and the Hall of Famer, your mm. referee,
0: Teddy Long. Teddy Long. It's, that's just absolutely amazing. Belly to belly, and he, what did do just there? One, two. What the fuck was that all about? I
1: don't know what's going on here. Why is, uh, why is he not finishing him up? I
0: have no idea. It's like, well, also, I want to let you know that on the other side there, one of the uh, three enhancement talent uh-huh. is a kid named Gary Royal. Gary Royal did a lot of jobs for us throughout the years. He was also one of the. He was also the guy under the mask that did the job to the Mulkeys. You know the the famous Mulkey brothers. Mulkey men? Mania. Yeah, Mulkey Mania. He's the one that did the job for him under the mask that time. Which uh, and look at the fucking dog face gremlin himself. Looking. So that that's why they were
1: just. We just missed a call from Bruce Pritchard. We did. Yeah. Hey Bruce, you're on uh, What Happened When with Tony Schiavone and Conrad Thompson here. We're watching an old Jim Crockett from this day in 1988.
4: Well, hello, hello. Hello there, Tony Schiavone. What
1: do you say, Bruce? How are you, my friend?
4: I am absolutely fantabulous.
0: Oh, very good, man. Did you call with anything? So are you
4: guys enjoying your Jim Crockett uh?
0: Apparently we're, apparently we're not because he wanted to call you, and apparently he's bored out of his fucking mind
1: in this show. No, we're, we're watching a match with Mike Rotundo, Kevin Sullivan, Rick Steiner, and three enhancement guys.
4: Frankly, that was some of the best stuff they ever did with the varsity club. I enjoyed the hell out of that shit. Okay. Uh, that, what, what, that was some
1: great stuff. What's your memory of Al Perez and Max MacGyver? That's a real name, by the way, Max MacGyver.
4: Well, uh, Max Max was uh, General MacGyver's son, and uh, oh, Al Perez. Which which Al, Al Perez are we talking about here? Not
1: the one from Florida.
4: The with the beard, and the good-looking some bitch. The yes. one who looks like he or could be
1: Seth Rollins' dad. Hmm. I'm, I'm not sure I'm, there,
4: there was Alex Puck There was uh oh, I'm thinking Alex Perez That's what it
1: is right Now Al Perez oh, the cool. guy who was supposed to be the black scorpion But got cold feet He was from Florida he looks like Seth Rollins With a weight set Oh
4: gotcha yeah he doesn't look anything like that anymore He's completely gray-headed, and I didn't recognize him for
1: shit when I saw him. You don't look like Brother Love either, so I'm not sure what we're talking about. (laughs) Hey, so we're taping a show. Did you have anything interesting to say, or are you just going to ramble on? It's
4: what I do. I ramble.
1: Yeah. Well, you do it better than anybody else.
4: Uh, obvious, obvious, obviously it's more interesting Than whatever it was that y'all were doing A minute yep. ago watching Jim Crockett Promotions with the Varsity Club Against Al Perez and uh, McIver Okay,
1: thanks Bruce Okay, See you later buddy What's, What match is next? <laughs> Well, We'll have to tune in and see First got to get through this Al Perez, Gary okay. Hart promo. Ooh, that's going to be riveting Okay
0: Hi, Tony. Hey, you know what? I cooked Blue Apron tonight. Oh, good. Well, good. Yeah, Yeah. I know you got sponsors. I don't.
1: Hey, what about uh, MustacheParlor.com? If you haven't already, you should check it out because you're going to need it when I see you in Nashville. Tony, have I told you that Bruce and Dave Silva are not going to the bachelor party? What? You're Bullsh- going. Bullshit. They're not going to the bachelor party. Instead, they're going to go do a dirty dozen in Nashville and charge fans to have dinner with them Head to head with our bachelor party. I say our because you know what we're doing. Tony
4: won't be there on Saturday night either.
1: No, I know, but you won't be there Thursday. Oh, so you'll be there Thursday and Friday night, like Tony. No, bunch of whores. (laughs) That's what I thought. You know, you you find out who your real friends are through all this. By the way, uh, Thursday night we're going to hold Tony down.
4: October (laughs) thirteenth when it counts.
1: Uh, no, no, you're not coming You're going to be doing a meet and greet down at Rosie's Well, beforehand and after By the way, he already asked at least two if, of them out of it. He already asked if he could do uh, A dirty dozen The night before my wedding oh my God. At your house Yeah, he's like, let me just do it downstairs <laughs> I'm like, What are you talking about? He's like, fans would die to get to come to the Conradison Yeah, they would. Let, let me and Silva just arrange it oh. You can work on your wedding and hey, you do your wedding stuff Don't pay no attention we're to gonna, us Twelve other strangers in your house We're going to watch Wrestlemania 5 It'll be awesome <laughs> Get the fuck out of here Goodbye Bruce <laughs> Are y'all leaving me now? Yeah we yes. are We've got to get back to this Gary okay. Hart promo Okay. Alright check your messages and answer me back Bye Yeah, yeah. so uh, you, you don't want me to tell everybody what we're doing for you Thursday
0: No I, I don't know what you're going to do for me Thursday But I want it to be a surprise
1: Well we're going to a steakhouse
0: Okay well that's enough
1: Well, I mean, that's, that's Do the they have whole wine s- in the box? <laughs> Don't steal all my jokes <laughs> You know I said oh, I said Tony you know marijuana is legal In Las Vegas And he says well I'm not doing it because I'm going to get drug tested I said okay cool He was going to eat chugging some whiskey And he turned his head to me Or I guess turned his shoulders to me And he says you know I was like I know I know white wine spritzer And he laughed And then I said maybe make a Micheloboltra And he laughed and I said oh I know what she'll do you, Since it's a steakhouse she'll try to be fancy And you'll be like, hey, let me order that wine that Lois does. Hey, what color wine is that you drink out of the box? Give me a, oh, yeah, yeah, give me a red. I want the red box wine. And so now for the rest of the day today, he's been joking about how he can't wait to get to Vegas because he's going to get some red box wine. Red box wine. Uh, The
0: Russians' assassin. One was Dave Sheldon, I guess, who was the... uh, Fallen Angel or whatever. The guy in there right
1: now is like Cassio Kid.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know who he is now. But then, there, of course, there is Meathead of the Year, Gary Cortinelli, uh, Gary Sabal. I fucking
1: hate this. Is so. This feels like Glow. You remember like the really cheesy, corny shit that Glow would do sometimes. Yeah, that's what this feels like with this Russian assassin one and two. Right, and under the hoods. Well, they were they they were they were
0: trying to figure out a tag team that. That Ivan and Nikita could come together against, right? So, well, what's wrong with everybody else? What's wrong with everybody else is right. Absolutely. And of I mean, course,
1: this is this is when you've got Rock and Roll Express, Midnight Express, Fantastics, the Steiner's Road Road Warriors. I mean, you've got all, all these tag teams, and you're like, oh, we just need the one more. Yeah. No, you don't. No. It,
0: not only that, the enhancement talent is so bad. This this kid that they're gonna By the way, up.
1: look at this. Paul Jones okay. gives Russian assassin Cassio Kid something. Uh-huh. He puts it in his mask, yeah. and he headbutts it with him. It doesn't hurt him, even though it hit his head just as hard. Right. But murders the other guy. Right. Here's something I noticed the other day when I was watching Nitro. I was watching it with uh, Bischoff, and Hurricane Helms went through a table at ringside, and the minute the table collapsed, he immediately fell asleep. And I've always just been fascinated by that, that if you go through a table and you break it with your hips and lower lower back, Mm -hmm. you go unconscious. (laughs) It's almost like, you know, in boxing, they say that you've got, everybody's got like an off switch. Right. If you get hit in the right spot on your chin, like you're going to fall asleep. Like you're going unconscious. Right. But maybe that exists in our butts. Yeah. We've got an off switch in our ass. Yeah. Yeah. Now I knew that Lois had an off switch in her ass. Where does she ever? <laughs> <laughs> so Paul Jones here. Okay. Managing I mean he looks like I don't know, like a South Texas crocodile Dundee. Yes, he does. A- and he's managing two fake Russians under and, and the what makes him Russian is the red mask with the little yellow symbol. Right. That's all it
0: is. That's all it is. That makes him Russians. Uh Paul Jones was another guy that uh, that Dusty uh Looked after. Looked after. And why not? Paul Jones, you know, Paul Jones at one time was a big star. He really, really was. He's
1: wearing the Seinfeld puffy shirt right (laughs) now. Yes, he is. Absolutely.
0: And, of course, you know, it wasn't too long ago that Paul Jones came out with the Hitler gimmick on, with the riding crop and and all that stuff.
1: In my head, Paul Jones is a guy, and I'm not saying this is a drug reference. I mean, absolutely, as I say it. I feel like this is the type of guy who rolled his own cigarettes. (laughs) No, I'm not so sure. He, did. he was another big
0: Amway guy too. By the way, he tried to get me to buy Amway. Or something. Amway,
1: Amway. He was into washing powders. Yeah, how about that?
0: Paul Jones was big into Amway, and uh, I I had a lot I had a lot of uh, great feelings about Paul Jones who passed away. He passed away the same time Bruno San Martino did. Yeah, this year. very
1: unfortunate. Yeah. that we lost him this year. And yeah. we see the credits rolling here. And when we saw it earlier, I said the production engineer, his name being Phil Dickey. Mm-hmm. Sounds like sounds like an alias that Rick Flair used to use checking in the hotel rooms. It's not. It, there really was a Phil Dickey. But I mean, you could see why I would think could, right, Phil Dickey. What, what other aliases did the, a guy who spoke today at a church use? Oh, I've never known. I mean, to me, the best alias of all is Rick Flair. Because I mean, what's the worst that's going to happen? Some girl's going to come up to his room, right? Like, oh, are you Rick Flair? <laughs> yes, yes, I I am. Am. <laughs> yes, I am. Yes, yeah. I am.
0: that's why I'm wearing a cat bath shirt.
1: I, I, I'm wearing a cat bath shirt. And I you know could you be too. Just right. go over to lowestrules.com, pick up a shirt, and eventually Tony is going to call and thank you. And we actually did a little behind the scenes action earlier today. Right. And we loaded right. up on Patrone. So if you'd like some more bonus content from Tony and I, by all means, check out patreon.com forward slash WHW Monday. And don't forget, we've got a couple of live shows coming up. You can check them out at tomzink.com and com we're not only going to be in Nashville. We're also going to be in Charlotte at the comedy zone in Charlotte. Absolutely. I'm back in uh, Crockett country after all these years talking a little wrestling. That's right. going to be fun. I have a lot of,
0: uh, have a lot of my friends come to see that. And, uh, you and I've got to put together a couple of real good shows because we want repeat business. You know, we had one, you and I have had one live show. We had Bruce with us. He kind of bailed me out. Uh, and we, we were in Dallas for that one. Uh, yep. but, uh, you know, you and Bruce uh, and those live shows work, and I want our live shows to work. So we need to really be on top of our game, so we'll be able to. So you'll be able to travel a lot more than you're doing right now. Oh, I just can't wait! Yeah, and especially once you get married, you won't be able to travel as much.
1: No, I'll be out of the house all the time. No, you won't. No, no, that's what Bruce has told me is the is the key to a successful marriage is to never be home. Well, that that's true. He's right. And that's why so I didn't realize that when, when I got married, I had to leave my own house. Right. But I guess that's the deal. That's why
0: Lois and I have been there. One of the reasons, because I would go on the wrestling trips and baseball trips and you know go out with the Georgia Bulldogs and do things like that, that's helped out our marriage. It really has. I don't think there's any question. But in the early stages of you being married, you're not going to be able to go out of the house as much as you think you are. So we'll call and check on you now and then, see how things are going.
1: Well, send help. Uh, I'm looking <laughs> forward to it. You think this is the last, because we're, we're going to go ahead while you're here, and we're going to record next week's show, too, because you and I are going to be knee-deep in sin this time next week. Well, how uh, I thought we are just going to a steakhouse. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I said. Okay. The name of the steakhouse is sin.
0: Oh, okay. Well,
1: good. So we're going to be knee-deep in that. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, is this going to be like the last people hear from you for a while, you think? Do you think next week could be the last ever What Happened When?
0: Because you think maybe that I'll choke on a steak? In in Vegas or something like that Or miss my flight Because of I don't know Some turbulence I don't know I don't know I've been to Vegas before I always seem to make it back
1: You haven't been with me (laughs) Good God I can't wait (sighs) My fucking life is over What happened when Tony got divorced Find out next week On WHW Monday Tony uh, I've had fun Visiting some Old school Jim Crockett But when I look at my watch I can't help but think It's about that time
0: Yes, in the middle of the ring, Tony Schiavone with a handful of boar's head baloney. What's he going to do with it? Oh, my God, we are desperately out of time. Tony Schiavone's marriage and his life and his jobs are over. We'll see you next week on What Happened When
3: Tony Schiavone Died. Yes, hello. My name is Sherman Cope. Promotional consideration is paid for by the following... The geniuses over at What Happening When are now on Patreon. Go to forward slash WHW Monday. There you'll be able to find new super exclusive content every week. Behind the scenes videos of the inner circle and so much more that any wrestling fan, like myself, would find, well, quite remarkable. And by LoisRules.com. The queen of booze and dog hair has the claim of having one of the hottest sites on ProWrestlingTees.com. Also, check out BoxOfGimmicks.com. I have exclusively decked out my entire laboratory with some of these amazing items. I drink my tea out of my very own doot-doot-doot mug, my low-key big hog apron helps keep me safe from all the hazards of working in a lab, and I stamp every FedEx package I send out with my stack of 83-week stickers. (laughs) Head over at boxofgimmicks.com and shamelessly show your support of what happened when something to wrestle with in 83 weeks. Also, the patriarch of class and sophistication, Kellner's Adumas, returns to Patreon with Slapdick Theater this fall. And What Happened When goes live. Join Conrad and Tony for two exclusive live events. They're heading to Charlotte, North Carolina, the home of the Horseman and Jim Crockett Promotions. Check out Tony and Conrad live from the Comedy Zone in Charlotte, Sunday, November 11th. Tickets available at TomZink.com. What Happened When is also heading to the home of country music. Not my cup of tea, but still, great place to go. Nashville, Tennessee. Live at the Zany's Comedy Club. On Sunday, December 16th. Be sure to go to LowKeyBigHog.com to secure your tickets today.